Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. Howdy, howdy, and welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast, the podcast that connects public land hunting enthusiasts. Today is November 27th, 2018. I'm your host, Eric Clark. Welcome back to another episode. And uh, man, what a fun episode. We're doing the live listener call in and uh, we got calls from around the country again. Super fun to hear from everybody about how their season's going, where their um, success is, how, if they're seeing deer, if they're not seeing deer. Um, a lot of guys trying to get on more mature bucks and just a overall great episode. Wanted to do a couple shout outs to kick things off here. If you haven't noticed, if you follow Where to Hunt on Instagram, I've been drinking a lot of coffee. Well, actually, I always drink a lot of coffee, but I've been drinking a lot of Backwoods Grind coffee. And right now they're running two different promotions. Uh, currently, if you spend over $49, you're going to get free shipping on their product and their coffee. It's super good, very authentic very rich flavor, um, great aroma. And then if you are a first time buyer and you enter in your email and you subscribe to their mailing list, you're gonna get another 10 per, you're gonna get 10% off. So wanted to shout that out. And additionally wanted to shout out to um, legendary whitetails. They're running their promotion. Listen to how clever this is. Cyber week deals up to 40% off on uh, looks like 30 plus items. And then free shipping on orders of $50 or more for Cyber Week deals. So, you know, I'm a, a vest wearing, flannel wearing kind of guy. And I love their style, the comfortability, some of their products. So those are the two people that I'm going to be shouting out um, for this particular episode. And we'll go ahead and get into it. I, I The the deer numbers, um, the harvest numbers for the state, by the way, are up from last year. I did some math on that by about 13,697 more deer harvested this year Pre preliminary numbers as it stands but just posted today uh, by the dnr and um, we also had less hunter licenses sold too in the state of wisconsin so find that very interesting love to hear your feedback and opinion on that um, but this particular episode, we get to hear from everybody to tell us about how it went for them. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for your feedback and your ratings and your reviews on iTunes. It means so, so much to me. I, I say it every episode. I'll stop yammering and get onto the show. Howdy, howdy, everybody. I think I'm live. I think y'all can hear me. It's always a gamble testing this stuff out. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for joining. Welcome to the Where to Hunt podcast. And today I just wanted to, uh, you know, the, the Wisconsin gun deer season is done. I haven't seen any numbers come back from the Wisconsin DNR. Uh, I've been looking at their website, hoping I could, you know, talk about some of that stuff. 
I know they sold less hunter licenses, gun tags, uh, gun licenses this year than last year. And, um, you know, it's super subjective to hear different stories. You know, uh, if you figure some people cover a whole bunch of ground, some people don't cover hardly any ground when they're out in the woods. And it's very subjective insofar as what they see, what they have eyes on, uh, you know, what's in their line of sight. So uh, we got a call coming in. I'm going to grab it real quick. We got uh, the Deer Hunter podcast calling in. Is this Kevin? Eric. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, I sure can. Welcome to the show, man. You're live. How's it going? Oh, super exciting. Can you it's see my mug well. on the screen? Not my face, but my mug. It's got uh, a delay here, but I'm just, I'm, uh, I'm just sitting here. Actually, I was getting ready to watch a movie, and uh, I saw your thing come across Instagram, and I thought, eh, that sounds cool. I'll call Eric. Yeah, man. Better use of your time than watching a movie. I got to get one of your decals for my mug. I keep putting all these fun decals on it. Oh, I know. You know, I got to put those damn things up on the uh, on the website. People keep asking for them, and I just had so many things going on that I, I've been neglected to do it. But I, I, I will get them up there so that people can grab them at their convenience. Sweet. So the what i'm hoping to cover today and if some more calls come in i'll shoot you along but if, until i have one we'll, we'll take some time for those of you listening that don't know this is kevin vistason with the deer hunter podcast out of michigan yeah man and um entrenched in deer season right now and what's your season dates over there uh gun firearm regular firearm Runs from November 15th to the end of November. So we're like, we're really, really in like the last closing tail days of firearm season. It's kind of mostly doom, not a whole lot of gloom at this point. (laughs) Uh, I've hunted the last three days, saw one deer. Um, They definitely know what's up. They're hunkered down. Um, I'm pushing in tight to bedding areas where I know that, uh, you know, bucks were over the last couple months and whether they're in there now, I mean, I'm not storming right in there and I'm not running trail cameras in them, but from the historical data and the data that I have from the last couple months, I know they're in the area. So I'm just getting in closer and closer and I'm working them working in on them from uh, every different wind direction and moving and moving and moving. And uh, I'm getting pretty close to meeting in the middle and uh, I'm being aggressive, but uh, it's not paying off, man. Uh, the deer this, this time of year, man, they just, it's amazing. They can turn to ghosts, you know, they're ready to go. now they're like super ninja ghosts. Yeah. Fuckers. Yes. It's frustrating. Uh, I know there's a couple big, nice bucks still in the area, but man, I don't know. They are uh, they're pretty impressive. How well, I will say this too. Uh, we've had a ton of rain, right? Um, to okay. the point where and you hunt and you hunt the, big woods, right? Yeah, but downstate, uh, I hunt some ag. Okay, so I'm hunting a farm right now. I mean, I spend a good 
portion of my deer season up in northern Michigan hunting big woods. But where I live uh, is ag, and so uh, I'm hunting a small farm right now on some small 10-acre woodlots, and uh, we've had so much rain down here that there's the farmers haven't been able to get on the fields, and they're still standing corn, and they're not going to get it oh, off wow. until they get it until they get a good hard freeze. Uh, they just the fields are too wet. I mean, there's literally standing water. So with standing corn, man, the deer are just sitting in there, and uh, that's my assumption as to why we're we're struggling as mightily as uh, as we are. I mean, we're fortunate here to get two buck tags. I already punched one. Um, I got one more and a couple deer that I have on trail camera, man, they'd be the, you know, by far the biggest deer that I've ever shot. So I'm, I'm still being pretty persistent, but, uh, I am starting to get worn down. No doubt. Do you doing any drives or anything like that to, to finish off the season or? No, not really. Man. That's not my thing. Um, I, I got nothing against anybody that wants to, do it and enjoys it but it's not it's just not for me man i like uh okay i like the element of surprise uh i like seeing them come i'll do some uh stalking uh through bedding areas but um the chaos of a drive just never re- i mean i did some of them when we were younger and they were fun but uh no nah, it's just I think part of it is to hunt some small properties and I, I you know, I hunt them year in, year out, and I just don't like to put that kind of pressure on the deer. So That's good. That's good to hear. Teach his own, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I got nothing against anybody that wants to do it. It looks, if that's your thing, that's your thing, man. I don't expect my thing to be your thing and vice versa, but uh, no, nah, it's just not, uh, it's nothing that I really got into, but I do like going into bedding areas this time of year if we get some nasty weather some wind and some rain and just kind of still hunting through through bedding areas um i definitely yep. enjoy i definitely enjoy doing that but uh no i'm still man this morning i was sitting an hour before daylight uh in a bedding area you know and sat all morning and sat again this afternoon and i'm still just being patient and it might be at this point just pure luck that you know, someone else bumps a deer or a coyote bumps a deer and gets him up off his feet in daylight hours. But I know there's a couple of good ones in the area. So as long as I know that that's the case, I'm going to continue pushing forward, you know. When I follow you on Instagram too, and, you know, I see you out in the woods, um, you know, I'm at work and I'm like looking like, well, he's in the freaking tree right now. <laughs> Dude, I'm living but, uh, in a fantasy world right now. Like my wife and kids are going up to Seattle for they went for just over a week, and uh, I'm in between jobs, and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, yeah, you I'm got living things in, happening. Then. Dude, I'm living in like this, 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 this completely false sense of reality where I, I mean, you're keeping me up right now past my bedtime, man. Uh, I've been going to bed at like eight, eight thirty, getting up at four o'clock, uh, making myself breakfast, going deer hunting, coming home. Uh, basically my responsibilities right now are to deer hunt and keep my pets alive. So, uh, <laughs> Dude, and I, I'm doing good at keeping the pets alive, but not so good at, uh, 
do you know punching the other you're tag, putting the but... time in man you keep hunting the way you i know you hunt and i think it's only a matter of time before one of those guys hits the dirt i really you feel know? like that's the only thing that's ever got to that's the only thing that's ever been the difference between me being pretty consistent about killing deer versus some other people is that uh i'll just whatever it takes man i'll put the time in and i'll be out there and i'll sit through it and i'll, I'll sit days this time of year without seeing a deer uh i've gone five hunts straight i mean two full days and the evening sit now without seeing a single deer and uh you know i might go a couple more but uh i'll continue to go as long as the weather's good and i know there's a chance uh i'll continue to go well when you when you I don't want to say graduate, but maybe graduate to a hunting mature buck. You have to expect that you very well are going to go without seeing anything, right? Trying to hunt any buck is different than hunting mature bucks. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm struggling with it. I like seeing deer. Uh, I know there's some spots I could go right now and see deer. And uh, I like I like watching deer. I don't even care if it's a fawn or doe or whatever. You know, it still gets me a little bit excited and gets the momentum going. Uh, it is, man. It's really a, it's a, I don't know. You already said the F word. I don't want to cuss on your show, but it's a mind fuck, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's and, all good. I mean, people are going to complain, but we'll let them complain, but you got to be true to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, just sit there for days and don't see deer and you're like what am i doing but i mean you know what i mean you you think you know what you're doing look man uh, with no risk there's no reward you got to sacrifice a little bit to try to get on those bigger ones they're not bigger ones but mature ones and and sometimes bigger ones but i'm excited for your to keep watching your season unfold i don't think your story's done being told right now i hope not there's two deer three deer in the area that I'm hunting that I've had on camera consistently. One deer I've had on camera for three years now. The other I've had on two. And they're both substantially larger deer than I've ever shot. Well, I believe one to be five and a half and the other to be three and a half. And actually, the three and a half year old probably would score better. But the five and a half year old is just, he's, you know, he's, a giant old deer, you know, it probably weighs 250 pounds. Big and, old belly uh, on him. Yeah, dude. I've I never shot anything like that before. Uh, and, uh, man, that would really make that really make for a special deer season and help 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 uh, help me feel better about some of the sacrifices I've made this fall to be able to spend the time in the woods that I that I have, but I did, uh, I had kind of like two goals going into this season was one was to shoot a buck over 130 inches. And the other was to, uh, kill a deer on film for our film project. And, uh, we got a deer killed on film for our film project up North in the big woods. So that was killer. And so now I'm just kind of working on the other one, but Hey man, as long as I got that one done, uh, I'm in good shape. I can, you know, probably more than likely, uh, punch doe tag at some point and if i have two deer in the freezer uh and i'm feeling good that my season went you know when i got what i needed out of it you know that's great to hear man that's super great 
I got someone uh, in the comment section here, D-Rock with the East Coast Bowhunting Podcast, saying, what up? He's on hold right now waiting to come in. I don't know nice. if I can bring two people in at once. I'm going to give it a shot. So if I drop you, bear with me. We might try to see if we can get, okay. get D-Rock in on this conversation with you and me so I don't have to let you go. Hang, hang on. D-Rock, I'm bringing you in. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear, Eric. What's up, man? Can How you, you hear, doing? Can you hear Kevin? Are you still there, Kevin? Yeah, what's up, you savage? <laughs> hey, what up, Kev? How you been, brother? I'm good, man. I'm sitting here having a cocktail, and I'm going to uh, watch The Legacy of a White-Tailed Deer Hunter on Netflix. Oh, you're going to love that. It's cheesy, but it, it brings you back. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah, it looks like it's... Uh, it looks like it's up my alley, man. <laughs> it's funny because they got red, <laughs> red on there. All right, on. <laughs> yeah, man. So you're having a cocktail. This, this for you boys right here. A little Sabine action going. <laughs> I was listening to your podcast this morning, D Rock, on the way into work, trying to get a flavor for you guys. I listened before, but then I got cut off because someone called me and. I like the way you guys roll, man. You guys keep it real, real over there. It's awesome. I wish I was as cool as, <laughs> as you guys. I'm not. I'm like a I'm like a a schmuck or something on this show. <laughs> In nah, nah. You you got a killer name, man. With a killer name, you can't you can't be well, a schmuck. You're all, you're all yeah. good in the hood, brother. Yeah. Too bad that killer uh, name doesn't translate to killing bucks this year, but you know. <laughs> the struggle is real this year, though. Where, Kevin? Yeah, man. Um, I'm riding the struggle bus, dude. Um, I'm sitting in the back of it. And, right, right. Uh, a lot I'm of people are, though. Yeah, that's what I've been hearing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's what I started saying in the beginning is it, it's super subjective. You talk to one guy, and they're going to say, I've seen, you know, 20 deer. It's been crazy. I had to pick my shot. And then I talk to another guy, like, I ain't seen a damn thing, man. Not one freaking deer. And then, like, even the property that we hunt, it's like you could be one ridge over and you could have seen eight deer, and then the next ridge you didn't see anything. So, right, it's interesting to hear everyone's story. That's what I'm. That's what I'm after today. Let's hear what people got to say. Give everyone else out there struggling some hope. It's like a water cooler talk, you know, at like the shop uh, deer deer hunting talk. You know, you'll hear a guy saying, "Oh, you know." Uh, the deer aren't rutting. There's no rutting action. I haven't seen any chasing or any grunting. <clears throat> you know, a mile down the road, this other guy's going, oh, the rut's in full swing. Seen three bucks fighting this morning, chasing does, grunting. This one was breeding, this one. And uh, it's just right. hilarious to, like, listen to everybody's viewpoints on, like, what's going on. You know, there's, like, no science behind anything that's coming out of their mouths. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are as very adamant and yes oh 100 percent. the rut is late this year the rut is early this year red moon full moon uh, it's just <laughs> it's it, it's it's very entertaining i i just spent a week up at deer camp you know with a bunch of guys for a week and it's it's just it's hilarious to hear you know all the all the input and the stories and how everybody's your season's going but uh yeah, man, it's it's never not a struggle, and I wouldn't want it any other way. I I don't think it would be a fun, whole lot of fun deer season if I yeah, on your first day. day. Yeah, yeah, man, that's never how I want it to go, you know. Well, I mean, I think that that's where I, I said it. I said it on my show and on other shows. It's like I I got spoiled last year, man, and 
And I just got the the far fetched uh, impression that deer hunting was was fairly easy if you do your homework. But you know what? This this year proves it otherwise. That deer hunting is deer hunting. No matter if you do everything right, it's gonna happen when it wants it to happen, not when you want it to happen. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I've been telling crazy. everybody that's been asking me that. You know, I've had my best season ever, and I didn't get a thing. And they're like, what? What do you mean? I'm like, well, I was finally, for one of the first times in the right place at the right time, I just didn't have the, I didn't close the gap tight enough. And it was so exciting and thrilling for me to apply some knowledge and, and see it see it come to fruition and actually see big bucks consistently hunt after hunt after hunt this year. Unfortunately, I just right. didn't close the gap. Right. That is cool. And that's what it's been more. Go ahead, Kev. Oh, I was just going to say you've been more than hunting. Oh yeah, I didn't. Yeah. So you've been right up. Hike, hiking your tree stand <laughs> in and out and doing that whole thing. I've been doing that. Um, I've been alternating between just sitting on the ground and being mobile to bringing the the hang and bang. Right, the lone, I got the lone wolf climbing sticks, and I got a, a stand that my dad gave me a while back. That you know, I don't even know. I have no idea what brand it is. It doesn't matter. I know that works. Right, I can hang in a tree and sit in it. But a little bit of both for me. And I even climbed a tree and sat in the saddle of a tree, just, you know, whatever. I've done all sorts of different things this year. Old school. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I've been, it's funny, this year I got the least amount of deer, but I've seen the most amount of deer, especially big boys. Just have, yep. haven't really uh, um, been at the right right location, so to speak. And I, I'm very diligent, not breaking out the boomstick, but I, I've been tempted nonetheless, though. Very, very tempted. And what are your what are your dates over on the East Coast in Connecticut, D Rock? As far as what? Um, when does your season end? Are you in gun season right now over there? Yeah, right now it's shotgun B. Um that'll go over to the fifth of December. And then uh it's month loader from the fifth to the fifteenth, I believe. And then state land shut down at, on the 31st. And then private land and zones 11 and 12, we can run it all the way down to January 31st. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, so I got some Oh, yeah. And it all depends on the deer population, though, I'm yep. sure. You know what I mean? Connecticut mm -hmm. is such a compact state that the deer are almost like. I, I not to reiterate, but uh, on, on my show, uh, I think it was the last episode. We're kind of like the main runway for um, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, New York, and New Jersey. It seems that way, anyways, because the the different dynamics that we see out here. You see usually bigger body versus antler, but then you also see those homegrown big bucks like hiding out, and they know better. And they hide out in the weirdest spots around here. It's crazy. Interesting. One of the one of the yeah one of the main boys that I've been hunting is Fabio, and I had him bedded at 60 yards away, and the shooting lane wasn't the greatest. And here I am with my bow, wishing I had the boomstick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it it's during gun season, and I actually uh, gave Kurt a call to get some advice on what. He thinks the best scenario is that I hit him up while I was in the tree. I'm like, yo, I had Fabio at 60, bedded down. He's like, oof. He's like, how's your shooting lanes? 
I'm like, not that great. He's like, double oof. He's like, fuck, man. You got you got to wait it out and see if he moves, you know. And I I waited till dark. Boy, homeboy didn't uh, move at all, and I had to let out the coyote call, get him up, and I actually was able to sneak out with that. I, I found a lone wolf climber hanging, banging. And uh, that lone wolf, I swear by it, because I was able to get out of there without bumping him out and educating him, you know? That's great, man. That's great. Smart thinking. I know a I guy that, that I talked to. Coyote call. I had a guy that I had on a podcast what? a while back that's a, um, a coyote hunter primarily, but he talked about when he deer hunts, he'd bring like a crow call and he'd call in a bunch of crows, get a bunch of crows around him to cover up any noise he was doing. If he's doing still hunts and stuff like that, I'm like, dude, that's like a conjurer of nature. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Pretty freaking smart. smart too. Yeah, that is, that really is. I mean, you got to get crafty and kind of play on the, play on the wind, so to speak, when you're out there, you know what I mean? Yep. Let the imagination take over and then you never know. And like, uh, even Turkey calling sometimes in early season, it brings the deer in. I think we talked about that last time, right, Eric? Was it I don't with remember. You? I don't remember. I'm still just using technology. What about you, Kev? You got any little sneak tips in the woods for for the people listening out there? I do that same thing with that coyote call. Like if I have deer around me at night and I want to get down, like I'm not one of those guys that can be like sitting in the tree an hour after dark waiting for the deer to clear out. It's like, man, when it's dark, my wife's like, like, when are you going to be home? And I'm like, you know, now. And so <laughs> that's what I'll do. Dark, I'll, uh, dark 30. I'll, I'll pull up some uh, coyote calls on my phone and let those things just howl out, man, and the deer will clear out and I'll get out of there. And You know, I don't know. I think it has less negative impact than, you know, if I just turn on a headlamp and start shimmying down a tree. Uh, right. You know, I, I've used that from... Uh, from time to time, but yeah, uh, I don't know, man. This time of year, I'm I'm throwing any kind of magic smoke, whatever you got, you know. I'll I'll give it a shot because uh, I'm kind of grasping at straws at this point. And like you just said, man, I had to. Uh, so I was uh, I've been going out and sitting quiet an hour before daylight here lately. And uh, because I'm getting in these bedding areas where I know deer are hunkered down because it's gun season. And uh, these deer are coming into these bedding areas like 30 minutes prior to even gray light. And they're staying right. there until after dark, man. And it's like almost impossible. But I, I uh, was sitting yesterday, and uh, when I went out, you know, whatever it's six o'clock in the morning right it doesn't get light until six forty-five, seven o'clock and uh but the moon the moon was super bright and uh the moon came out when i was sitting in my tree stand and i hear a deer and i look over and uh i'm hunting in kind of some marshy swampy stuff and this deer walks through the water and with the moonlight reflecting off the water it was like daylight dude and i I don't know what he was, 140-inch eight-point, you know, perfectly. Oh, wow. Oh, giant deer, probably 250 pounds on the hook, standing in front of me at 40 yards. And I'm like, 
no way, man. And I, I got the gun, you know, so I pulled the gun up and looked at it through the scope. And uh, my scope does a good job of collecting light. And I'm like, yeah, yep. I'm like, that's exactly what I think it is. It's the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life standing at 40 yards in front of me. And, uh, man, you can't even smack him. Can't even smack him, man. Got to let him. Got to let him go and into that bedding area. And then that morning, I uh, I moved my stand 75 yards farther into that bedding area, just hoping that when he stood up in the afternoon or in the evening at some point, uh, I'd be able to physically see him and shoot him in his bed. But uh, right. I don't know. He must have moved farther farther ahead because I never saw him and haven't seen him since but i know what deer it was because i have him on camera and uh i know he's using that bedding area so i'm gonna continue to just work the angles and work the wind and move around and try to kill him but uh he's wearing me down man you know what he probably did i've seen this before one though sorry buddy right right i've seen it before a bit a big buck and it actually does like an army crawl type thing if it senses like that that it needs to stay in cover or hears something that it's not used to, I've seen them travel that way before. It was unreal. It was crazy to see, and their antlers kind of because where, where I'm hunting up here, I'm actually doing the same thing. It seems like they're bunkering down in like swampy marshes with cattails and tall grass, and it seems like they they just stay in there until it's almost like they know when gun season is. And they just stay there waiting, and they know if they wait till dark, they're okay. It, it seems like they know. It's almost like they're just very well educated. So yeah, it's just well, crazy how intelligent they really are. I believe it. I mean, you know, I was I actually I was I'm getting frustrated, right? So I'm like reaching out to people. I called Dan in fault today, and I'm like, hey, listen to this. You know, I'm running the whole thing by him. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. He's like, that deer's gonna get up, you know, before dark. And I'm like, no. No, he's not, man. He's that that deer's I'll sit in there thirty minutes after dark and he still hasn't gotten up. Like it just I don't know, man, they're that wary, uh, around here. And so I don't know, man, it's gonna last year I got lucky and I know a coyote bumped the deer out of his bed because he came flying through broad daylight and uh went into a different bedding area that I knew where exactly where the bed is bed was and I had the wind in my favor I was able to stalk in there and shoot him out of his bed but uh man that's a lot to hope for that you know I'm sitting out there just waiting hoping a coyote's gonna bump a deer out of his bed but that that might be what it takes for somebody else bumps one or you, know, you never know but uh I'm gonna continue going as long as I know that they're out there if you try maybe calling that's, in a maybe coyote, the something. Call, if, like if you play a, a dying rabbit or something like that Maybe that wouldn't spook a deer. I'm I have no freaking clue. But if that gets you to bring a coyote from some sort of direction, maybe that gets a deer moving around for you. I don't know. Man, you actually bring up it. a good point, man. I I was actually thinking the same thing that get one of them uh, predator calls and and actually set it up on the other side of, of wherever you think they may be uh, bedding down and just let it yelp out a, a coyote call and bump it towards you. You know what I mean? That'd be yeah. something different. 
That's a Hail Mary. That's there's no you know <laughs> yeah. do that on the last day of the season. That's definitely <laughs> fourth quarter, no timeouts last shit, you know. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Desperate times close for desperate measures. I hear that. What about you, Eric? What about you, man? How's well, your, how's uh, things in, in Moomin, your neck of the woods? It's okay, man. We we went out for a gun. We have a nine-day gun season in our state, and it's done. Um, went up out oh. west, western part of Wisconsin with a group of guys, my dad included, uh, about six of us total in the group this year. And most everyone saw deer. Um, some people in my group are going to have to brush up on their marksmanship skills. Everyone, um, not everyone, but a, a number of them shot and missed or shot and took a shitty shot. And, you know, another hunter, who knows who it was, ended up scooping up those kills. So I had a, a doe in the crosshair. She had three fawns with her, and I let her go to a brand-new hunter that I had in our group who'd never hunted before. She's heading right towards him. I'm like, you know what, let's just let her go and give him a shot at it. So then he ended up spooking him because he was super excited. I texted him that they're coming his way, and he turned around, and they ran off. So, you know, it was, oh, it was, it was a great time, man, a ton of fun. It's more about the camaraderie with that stuff. I, I loved it. Super fun. True, true. Went by too quick. That's crazy. Yeah, I hear that. It seems like this whole season went by so quick. I mean, it's yeah. it's not over. There's plenty plenty of days left, but it just seems like I feel a little antsy. You know what I mean? I, f- I feel like I need to get out there even harder than I've been hunting all year. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's annoying how fast the time goes from, like, you know, you get – beginning of October and you know it's starting to pick up a little bit and then you get like around Halloween you're like yeah all right and then from like Halloween to like Thanksgiving when you're like you're right in the you know you're right in the prime sick of it it's like a snap of a finger man and you're like how the hell is it December dude I (laughs) made the mistake of comparing hunting because my wife was asking, she's like, how do you care so much about this? And, and it's not really explainable, <laughs> you know? And I said, no. okay, let me think. She's like, I don't have anything that I care about that much other than you and our daughter, right? Like, I'm like, okay, it's kind of like when you planned our wedding. You've been looking forward to that day your entire life. And then when we started planning it, it felt like it was forever away. And every day you had to plan something and execute on this and meet that person, do this. And you're super entrenched. It was very consuming. And then that day came and it was gone in the blink of an eye. And you're you wondered, how the hell did I go by so quick? That's hunting. Right. And like, That's oh, a good comparison. How'd she take that? No. To our marriage. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go well. Yeah. Really yeah. How'd that go, by the way? <laughs> it didn't go great. <laughs> I do oh, hear man. That's funny. Think. It is. There's nothing that can compare to it. It is like a, I don't know, man. It's like a primal, primal need, or however you want to explain it. But yeah, there's nothing. There's Scott nothing Clark like in the comments it for me. Just, just called it uh, deer pre- deer pression. How's it going? John? Deer pression. Yeah. That's a good <laughs> name for it. Yeah. Yeah. We're just upset. That's correct. We're not in deer pression. Yeah. I yeah, think not, I think yeah. that sets in. I think that sets in just after turkey season because, you know, you're doing shed hunting as soon as season's over, and then turkey season comes along. And then if you're not in the water doing some fishing, which I, I know Kevin likes to dig into too, and I'm all over it too, it's like if you don't have that outlet, you I guess you could go into a bit of a deer pressure. 
Yeah, there's always something though. Like, you know, there's always something. Right. Well, thanks right. for calling in, guys. Um, I don't got anybody else waiting right now, but I know Kevin, you were gonna watch a movie and drink some wine, and that sounds pretty awesome, actually. My dad, he brings wine to the deer cabin nowadays. He <laughs> two bottles of wine. I'm like, what happened to you? He's like, well, I like wine. It tastes great. I'm all right, no judgment. That's what you. <laughs> yeah, hey, nothing wrong with that. I like wine too. My my buddy's uh, his wife's father. He uh, grows his own grapes and makes this. Dude, he makes this wine. I mean, you. Oh wow. You can hardly even call it wine. I mean, this shit will kill you. Uh, it's delicious. And, uh, it's hearty. And it's got a lot of alcohol in it. But, uh, yeah, a couple glasses of that fix you up real good. So, yeah, man. Hey, I enjoyed the conversation. And I wish you guys the best of luck through the rest of your deer season. And uh, I'm going to keep pushing forward. And, uh, hey, you guys start falling into deer depression, uh, you know, you can always call me and talk, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Therapist Kevin. You know, I don't know how I got to get my hands on some of that wine, but you know, you didn't make it sound good, but that's what made it sound good. So, you let me know if I right. can get some of that somehow. All right, guys. Nice <laughs> chat. Yeah, we'll see. Take ya. it easy, Kevin. Okay. Bye. Rock on. So, D Rock, what's awesome. the weather like? Did you guys get swamped with snow over there in Connecticut? We did for, for one day. It all came all at once, and uh, it actually made for a really good day of scouting. I actually, it, it was like a godsend because I found another doe bed. I was hiking in probably two to three miles to to a primetime doe bed that's actually maybe another mile away from a main buck bed. And lo and behold, with the snow that fell down, I never knew about it. It's like half mile in on my way to that other doe bed and, and the buck bed, there's this primo spot doe, doe bedding area that was in some cattails. And I didn't even put two and two together because I always thought it was just too much water in there. Okay. And I never heard it. I never bumped anything and I'm always traveling through there, but it, it goes to show again, how smart they are. It's like sometimes they just bunker down if they hear something and they'll stay perfectly still and wait for the noise to pass. And I think that's what's been going on for the past couple of years. But that that was a godsend because I found that. And that's how I found Fabio again the other day, 60 yards locked down with another with a doe. I was like, wow, you know, like definitely a godsend. And I've been I've been hunting this buck since last year, and he he looks so nice this year. But it's still I still can't like I said I can't make it connect this this season yet. And I, I'd yeah. hate to to break out the uh, the shotgun or the like my muzzle loader. I've been itching to use, but do I want to take Fabio out with that? I, I I just can't bring myself to do it. I feel like I'm cheating almost. But that's just me and my opinion and, and my passion for archery. And I think it's mainly because I've been tracking them and hunting them for so long that I'd hate to just end it all said and done with just a, a shot of a gun. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see what you're saying, man. That's pretty cool. That's a that's a respectful way to to chase that animal. Ah, uh, just it's so much passion into into this one deer and so many trail trail cam picks that, and, and again, it's only this one deer. Would I would I take another buck down with with my muzzleloader? I think I may this year. I think I may because, like I said, I it's just sitting there itching to get used, and uh, I mean that's that's why we have these. 
these harvesting tools, right? We got to use them. That's cool. Yeah, that's super cool, man. Well, I'll follow along with your story too. You know, I I pay attention to a lot of different people on social media, and you're one of them now. So I appreciate the feedback, and I appreciate the review too on the podcast, man. Thanks so much for doing that. Anybody else listening that wants to do that, I like I say that's my oxygen because. I ain't getting paid to do this stuff, and so your kind words all mean so much to me, and it keeps me going. Thank you. Right, right. And don't get down once you start getting the haters, because as soon as you start doing well for yourself, the haters come out of the woodwork. And you know what? We need that. We need that to keep us humble. You know what I mean? I got plenty of, if you I go, got plenty if, of haters with, with the app. They hate it, and they love it, so I'm used to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure, man. I'm sure. Well, hey, man. Uh, I got the kiddos over here, and I'm cleaning up the rest of the turkeys that I got here. And, um, Dude, thanks for calling in. Just, yeah, do what you got to do. Appreciate it, it. Yeah, man. I appreciate you putting me on the show. And one one of these days soon, um, I got uh, one dude you should link up with. It'd be really cool to hear you on your sh- hear him on your show. Is uh, Garrett Benner? Shout out to him, the modern assassin out, out of Maryland. Um, just a little sneak sneak tip teaser. We're gonna have him on our show this coming Monday, so it, cool. it'll be. Uh, you think we keep it keep it real for real and hardcore? Just wait till you get a little taste of the modern assassin. It's gonna be a good episode. I'll check it out, man. I will. I'll check it out as soon as it comes out. Whenever it's published, you let me know. Heck yeah! And then uh, soon after, I, I'd like to get you on the show too and uh, make it a good uh, Christmas month. So this way uh, we yeah, can man, start, you know, I'm down spreading sure. the good word, you know? Yeah, man. Cool, man. Well, have a good night. Take care of your kiddos and good luck for the rest yeah. of the season. I, I want to see if you get that big guy you're talking about. Heck yeah. All right, Eric. Stay slain, bro. Yeah, you too, bud. See ya. Peace. So a couple of callers calling in so far. Good start to the podcast tonight. Um, we're still taking calls, so I got probably another 20 minutes left in me for, for taking some calls. I just want to hear how your season's going, how it's been going, what your plans are for the remainder of the season. We're getting calls from around the, the country, so not necessarily just Wisconsin. Um, that being said, there was a preliminary um, report released by the DNR today by uh, Kevin Wallenfang, who I had on um, in the beginning of the bow season I uh, had him on to discuss what he thought was going to kind of take place and how it was looking and discuss some of the regulations and, you know, stuff like that. And it sounds like um, the title of the article is stating that we had an increase in statewide harvest. Opportunities for antlerless deer hunting continue through January. So um, I even dug into this. I just found it a moment ago. Preliminary figures for Wisconsin show that 211 430 deer were registered during the nine-day gun hunt compared to, I'm not going to try to do any math because I don't want you guys to think I'm passing the kidney stone, uh, 197,733 in 2017. So that's 211, 430, subtract, 197,733. That's 13,000 more deer roughly um, than last year. And we sold less licenses than last year. I'm no statistician. I uh, can't say that word. I also can't say Cartman pentalized. I see I can't say that word either. I'm just going to go ahead and embarrass myself on this show about all the words I can't say. But I'm not sure what to make of that. Less deer hunters, more deer tagged. And as you hear from different people around the state um, that you talk to and things of that nature, 
you know, it, there really are, um, you're hearing different things. You're hearing people, I saw so many deer and, you know, I, I talked to a guy at um, Thanksgiving, uh, we do a turkey trot every year and, you know, he, he literally said he saw 20 deer and, um, you know, that, there's also to keep in mind like private land and public land, right? But then when we hunt public land, there's people saying they saw these deer on one ridge and, you know, we're on a different ridge and we're not seeing as much. So it's super subjective and the numbers don't lie. The, 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 well, let me back up a second because those are just people that reported them because it's all digital now, right? So not all, but primarily the largest increase in buck harvest occurred in the central and southern farmland zones, both up by 5% from 2017, considering the very poor opening weekend hunting conditions in 2017 this increase is not surprising you know i remember the conditions being really windy i think and i thought that was a pretty big advantage um it was pretty cold and snowy where we were this year and that was uh, perhaps an advantage i thought maybe but um so things to consider the muzzle loader hunt goes from yesterday the 26th to December 5th in Wisconsin, and then December 6th to the 9th, we have a statewide four-day antlerless hunt only. And then December 24th to January 1st, we have a nine-day antlerless only holiday hunt and select farmland zone uh, countries. Yep, countries, Eric, counties, and then extended archery and crossbow seasons in the uh, select farmland zone counties open until January 2019. So, Still plenty of opportunity. I was hoping we'd get some more callers to tell some stories and, you know, share their success or lack thereof um, so far. And then also kind of talk about some late season tactics. You know, as much as I don't know or know about late season tactics is you really want to be on the bedding areas and where the food is and pay attention to that. These deer are wiped out after rutting, um, you know, being hunted hard. Now they're bedded down hard. They're not moving very often or very much. And so to really get on them is, trying to get to where their food supplies are because they're going to need to be replenishing. So if you can hunt near an egg field or something to that effect where you know where there's food, now Big Woods is going to be really hard. I see Dave um, DeRussia just joined, and I know, Dave, that you hunt um, big hardwoods in northern Michigan or the UP, I forget specifically. But if you want to call in and talk about how do you locate those deer in Big Woods, it's a bit trickier because, you know, who knows where the food's going to be. I really used to be browsing. So looks like there's another caller coming in here. They're just getting screened one second. I don't know why, but I always run out of breath when I'm doing these shows. I don't know what the deal is. If it's uh, too much coffee or too much talking, I forget to breathe. I know I talk pretty fast too, so that might have something to do with it. But stand by. We got Dayton. Welcome to the show. You're live. How you doing? Can you hear me okay? Dayton, are you there? Eric, can you hear me? I can hear you now. How's it going? It's Greg, not Dayton. <laughs> so, that's <laughs> a little bit of good Dayton. I had, I, had to mess with your, I had to mess with your machine, Eric. Yeah, thanks. I think Jeff yeah, Yankee no does it every time. Yeah, awesome. Well, Jeff and I are a good team. We can mess with your machines and, and throw you off a little. Get you more flustered. Who the hell is Dayton? I mean, that's okay. I, I hope people call, but I don't know. But welcome, man. You're, how's your how's your season been going? I know you've been out doing some out, and I see you on Instagram. Yeah. No. Um, 
gun season, opening day, got a doe uh, with the group. It's always a group effort. Much as I don't care to, to do a lot of pushing, um, everything lays low, especially all the public ground that we hunt. And yep. we got to push. There's no two ways about it. So, so how are you doing that with guys? Uh, you got a party that you yeah. go with and pushing with scent or you pushing with people? Um, a little bit of both. So there's anywhere from six to eight of us, and we try to put the wind at our back and, and put the, a couple of standers downwind of the area. And we'll uh, we'll use the wind to our advantage. we got to use uh, elevated stands or ladders or whatever to get guys above, above the grass and above brush and things. That's what we do. We were uh, so a little bit of a little bit of success with that or well, got the one doe opening day and then a whole lot of missing after that. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like my sound like my group this year. I don't know what was going uh, on. Well too, they know my, better. My dad my dad and my, my buddy's dad are, are real good at oh, rifle's fine. Don't have to get out and shoot that. It's reliable. Never have to shoot that. You only got to shoot that when the deer jumps in front. So they both, my dad missed a big 10-pointer that we pushed to him, and my buddy's dad missed a nice 8-pointer. So it's pretty comical. Did they hit it at all or, or just straight no misses? straight miss. Like my dad's story was pretty comical. Put him up in the stand, told me he needs to trim some branches out, knock some branches out of the way. We do the push. Ten pointer comes out. He thought it was a doe because he didn't see the rack at first. It stood up, looked around, and he said all he saw was all this all this white bone on top of his head. And he uh, pulled up, found it in scope, put the put the crosshairs on the shoulder, went to squeeze the trigger. He said all of a sudden these wood chips flew and hit him in the face, and a branch fell on his head. <laughs> so here he put the yeah, it, it's it's pretty funny. He he put the put the barrel right up to a to the to this branch that was right in the way. Shot it, it blew up. The deer had no clue what was going on. He said he said it just stood there looking around like what was that. So then he tried to find it in the scoping again, and the uh, sun was in his eyes, so he couldn't see it. Oh my deer, god! <laughs> yeah, so the deer runs off. It stops and looks back in his direction. He sees it, tries to sneak a shot through the brush, and it's so thick in that one spot that there's no way you're sneaking a, a bullet through there. Well, the deer God does not another. want that deer to hit the dirt that day. Holy crap. No, no. So the story gets better. Oh, good. So the deer runs back it. in front of us as we're, we're walking his direction slowly, and all of a sudden I, I can see him. I'm walking up on him. I can see him from about 60 yards away. I can see this big orange blob in the tree. And he, uh, I see him get up and move and turn to my left. And I hear a bunch of crashing around, and all of a sudden I hear the gun bark again. Well, he took another shot at it because it got in front of the driving party and then ran off to the left. And he took a shot when it cleared the driving party and missed again. So I, I walked up to him like, well, nothing but silence. Dad, did you get him? Still nothing but silence. Well, what was it? I missed. That's all he said. 
Yeah. This is this happened within twenty five minutes. He missed this deer three times in twenty five minutes. It's pretty funny. Dude, I was in my cup. <laughs> and then my cousin we jumped a six pointer and that ran in front of him. And he had it dead to rights. It stopped right on the path, looked his direction, and just stood there. He pulled the trigger, and it, the gun went click. Wow, that happened and, to my dad two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Hornaday North uh, American Whitetail Rounds. Hmm. This is like the third one he's had in that box that pulled the trigger, and the, the gun just went click. And it actually put a dent in the primer and everything. And Yeah, same. I don't know what my dad but same thing happened. Should've, yep, should have been a dead buck. That it uh, took off for parts unknown. So, all part of the. We fun. tried shooting around like that, then we tried it later at a tree, you know, just to see if it all happened. Shot fine. You gotta be kidding me. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Super so, weird. Well, that's a funny then, uh, story, dude. There's wood chips in my face. <laughs> yeah, there's wood chips in my face. You gotta never let that one go ever. Oh no. So have no, no, wood chips in not. my face. We're, yeah, we're just gonna keep razzing about that every year now. Get a so. T-shirt for him next year. There's wood chips yep. in my face. Kill a freaking beaver or something like that. Just yeah, gnaw yeah. away at a log. Yep. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Pretty good. But we so are you doing some late season hunting then too? No, because I'm tagged out with my my bow and right. pretty much letting the letting the gun tag expire here. I don't own a, a muzzle loader, so it's pretty well. Yeah. I'm done done hunting for the year. But. Years past, I used to have to go out and at least try to harvest a couple more does or something. And I used to hunt kind of up in your backyard there. Um, I had pretty good permission, and now the property sold, so I don't I don't late season hunt there. They let the sharpshooters take care of that. Yeah. Well, good to hear, man. Thanks for the call, and I got another one hanging out here. So. All right, I'll let you go. We'll take bring them in. Yeah, have a great night, dude. You too. Bye. Bye. We got Trev, you're live from the East Coast. How's it going? Good. How are you doing, Eric? Good. Thanks for calling in, man. So you're Absolutely. friends with uh, Crazy D-Rock, huh? Yeah, Crazy D-Rock, yeah. <laughs> the word on the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. How's your season going? Oh, it's been it's been a tough season. Probably one of the tougher seasons I've had, honestly. One of those seasons that you kind of, you know, it makes it makes everything worthwhile when it actually does happen. So you're you're graduating to hunting mature bucks and and sacrificing seeing a bunch of deer to try to see the deer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, D Rock was talking about it. <laughs> we we're just talking about all that in general. Um, but that sounds like there's a couple of guys kind of taking that approach, me included. Although I saw more deer than I've ever seen this year and didn't get a damn thing. But you know, I also had the the best season I've ever had for that reason. Yeah, I I think I think I'd have to agree with you there. I've definitely seen more deer than I've ever seen, and but but passing those deer and and is definitely a, a a tough thing to do. But to see that one deer, I had one opportunity at a real nice eight or ten pointer came in twenty five yards, got in my uh, my scent trail and spooked off and hung around forty yards and and just couldn't couldn't seal the deal with the bow and it was kind of it was tough. It was definitely it was it was a it was a tough pill to swallow <laughs> when he you said he, he winded you did you um expect him to come from the direction he did or did the wind change direction or what happened there well 
No, actually, honestly, I didn't expect him to come from there. I was hoping he was going to come from my left side, and he actually came from the right, and he stuck on the on the outskirts of the laurels that I was up against, and he got downwind of me, and, and I, I didn't even hear him come in. I thought, honestly, it was a squirrel. And then I turn, and I just see this, this full body to my right-hand side, and I'm like, oh, oh, there he is. And there was nothing I could do, and, and by that point, Damn. he was already downwind. Yeah. So a squirrel, so, uh, a squirrel screwed you over because you got used to hearing squirrels, and it wasn't, yeah, man, yeah. those damn things. Yeah, and that and that and that happens. And we've had we've had such a bad acorn year, and I mean we're hunting big hardwoods on on the side of a big mountain, and with them not being there, they're traveling from like the top of the mountain down into the food plots and stuff. And we don't have permission for that, but we're trying to cut them off in 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 their passing there. So it's a different approach of of a different kind of hunting than we're used to, you know. We're yeah, used to them being good on for you, man. That's, you guys hunt in public, which is what we do. I mean, that's what I do. I I only hunt public, and I get a rare opportunity to hunt private, like once every two or three years or something like that. But uh, yeah, public's public's tricky, man. You got to play your cards in a very precise, deliberate kind of way. It it. It's definitely it, it's definitely a tougher thing. I mean, it hunting the public land, I, you get the appreciation when you actually do put down a good deer um, over over hunting uh, private and having that all to yourself. And there's a lot of different things and variables that you have to go against, especially out here. I mean, between pheasant hunters and hikers and bikers and um, dog walkers and whatnot, and you could you could have the perfect wind and everything, and and you have these deer on camera. And you go in there, and then and then something just just goes wrong, and there's there's, there's no control of that. Yep, yep. Well, in the, the public property we hunt, we have hikers too, and um, you know I think that's a pretty big advantage because the deer are they get used to human scent and human like seeing people and hearing things and the patterns of human beings like being out at certain times. And obviously, it's different when you get into like their living room, so to speak, but. It doesn't hurt to have that element. I think that's actually a really big advantage. That's something that I actually look for when scouting uh, land. I actually try to hunt a lot of properties like that because, I don't know, I'm not great at reading the wind. I could be better. I'm not too great at sound control. I could be better. And so that's something that helps right. me in that in that, in that that regard where I don't have to try as hard or be as good at it as I continue to learn. Yeah, and, 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 and I totally agree with you there because, like, we'll get on their hiking path, and then if you are to step off the hiking path, they know you know, the deer know that you're not yeah. supposed to be there, you know, and, and you yeah. do definitely use it to your advantage. Uh, one thing this year that's been a, a tougher thing for me is with hunting the bigger mountains is the thermals. Um, I don't, I'm, I'm not no expert in thermals and it's definitely something that I've tried to learn and, and use those scenarios with the thermals to my advantage. But I mean, it's definitely something I could definitely learn a little bit more of and, and use it to my advantage. That's cool. Yeah, I don't. Thermals are a weird thing, and I know uh, Dan Infault talks about them quite a bit in, in hunting. What we have around here called like hill country or bluff country, which might be similar to the mountainous region that you're talking about. Um, one thing my dad taught me this, and I think he got it from Dan Infault, is bringing those dried up um, milkweed plants out, and you can really see exactly what's happening. You know, you don't have to do any guessing. You know, so if you're not good at reading the wind that way or understanding it, just try to find some of that stuff and bring it out with you in a plastic bag or something. And that really will give you an, a, the, the dose of reality that you're looking for. Like, okay, that's what's happening, right? Real time. 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing is you can listen, you can watch and 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 listen to a million and one different things to to see how the wind plays or the thermal, so on and so forth. But like you're saying, if you don't, if if you're not seeing it real time, then you're really not going to understand it. Yep. Yep. Freaking A, dude. Have you, uh, and, and you're with, you're with the podcast, the East Coast uh, Bowhunters podcast too, right, Trev? Yeah, yeah, I'm a co-host on there, yep, with D-Rock, yep. Yeah, there's two of us. <laughs> and then Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. The so you got three of you guys on there? <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. We actually, we just did an episode last night with a local taxidermist, so that was a pretty cool episode. But we've, awesome. we're still in the beginning stages, episode 16 at this point, and we kind of, me and me and D-Rock met a month or so ago. No, probably a couple months ago um, at um, at a hunting expo. And we're like, come on, let's do this. Because I have a bow hunting forum, ctbowhunting.com. And he came over to the booth and we were talking. And he was like, dude, you really should do a podcast. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So that's that's <laughs> where we're at now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Episode 16, dude. Take, I got a lot of episodes. I've been at it for a while. Well, I shouldn't say that. I've been at it for a long time and don't have a lot of episodes because I've lacked consistency. And I think this is probably the most consistent I've been. So that's my advice to anybody podcasting is just try to stay consistent with it. It's tough. It's a lot more work than people think. But uh, oh, it, that, think, it, 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 it'll question your abilities, <laughs> just like whitetail hunting. <laughs> yeah, dude, right. Why am I doing this? Yeah. No, it's, it's super fun though, right? It's, it's very rewarding to talk to people like you from around the country and, you know, and build some relationships and hear what everyone's got going on. I love it. So, dude, thanks for calling in, man. Yeah. I got to I gotta get absolutely. wrapping up here, but uh, you got anything else? No, man, I, absolutely. I hope, I hope you, you still, you're obviously still out hunting and stuff like that, no? We'll see if, you know, um, I, I would love to kill a, uh, a deer this year, um, but I also value my life. And I think if I ask my wife to go hunting anymore, she might actually kill me. So not to paint her in a bad light. <laughs> I don't want to tell my family, man. I, I spent a lot of time in the woods this season. And uh, so I, I got to respect that too. So we'll see if I get out it. We'll, we'll see. You know what? And that's, and that's like I was saying, the appreciation years, these are, these are them, the ones that you don't, you don't actually be able to connect, but you know, when they do in the following years, it makes it all worth it. And you learn a lot these years. These are definitely the learning years of it. And anybody who hasn't, just stick with it, stay positive and, and and it'll happen. Dude, well said. Thank you. Absolutely. And Eric, hopefully maybe we can get together on our podcast and we'll do one together or whatnot in the future. Reach out whenever, guys. I'm available um, more than I think. <laughs> so I'd be happy hey, to hear from you guys. Hey, thanks for having me on, Eric. I really appreciate it, and uh, have a good rest of your season. You too, bud. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so I'm going to go ahead. For those that are still watching on the on the live broadcast on Facebook, I'm going to go ahead and close it up and get this episode produced. So it'll be um, – Produced and live on uh, iTunes and wherever the heck else it is in podcast world tonight. If you're watching now, um, man, I tell you, ladies and gents, I really do value the feedback um, on iTunes. I'm going to go ahead and share a link in there right now. Myself, where to hunt podcast. Um, it's just great to know that. Pe- like, So this is the, the funny part about it. My wife, who I'm talking about a lot on this episode, I guess. She uh, saw a review and she's like, wait, people actually people actually listen to you and people actually 
review you and give feedback and comments and all that jazz. And so let's just prove her um, right, wrong, I guess. I don't know, whatever the right word is there. But in any event, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Appreciate everyone dropping in today. Uh, sounds like everyone's seasons are, are um, going kind of okay. Some success, um, some some woes, uh, and, and a couple of guys that called in, you know, really trying to, you know, graduate their hunt to more mature animals. And uh, in doing so, there's some sacrifice to that. You're not going to see as many deer as you normally would. And it's hard. And it can be disheartening. And uh, you got to have some real perseverance and dedication. So, you know, keep at it. And good luck the rest of the season for everyone else out there. I know the, the country has very different season across the many states. So I know there's plenty of hunting that's going to continue to go on into January. But, uh, you know, have a great night, everybody, and hunt public. Tip of the week. We're talking about hunting uh, late season bucks. Um, I'm doing a little bit of reading here. I'm no expert on this, but there's some good tips on the internet and good tips from some of the callers actually too. And the two that stood out is get on food and get on beds. And um, some of the articles I was reading talked about like limit your hunting time um, which sounds counterproductive, but as I read on, it started to make a little bit of sense, and it really talked about doing some scouting to find good food. Um, and then once you do, you know, don't go and hunt it right away. You know, um, kind of scout some more and, and try to outline, you know, at least two to three different food plots that um, might make sense if there's bucks in the area. And then, you know, once you find that, actually do an observation sit. And, and so it seems like patience is kind of the key here without um, kind of dawdling. You got to you got to stick with it. But, um, you know, really getting on the food and then planning out your hunt and doing an observation sit so you, if you can actually get eyes on a buck and then hunt it that way. That's all I got for my tip of the week. A little pathetic. Um, but if you got some tips along uh, side of that, if you have anything to add, please do. Uh, comment on, on Facebook, send a message, go to Instagram, go to the website, whatever works for you, whatever makes sense. Would love to hear some more experienced hunters tips for hunting late season deer. But that's my tip of the week. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for your feedback. Drink some backwoods grind coffee and go buy a legendary whitetails flannel and have a, hopefully everyone had a great Thanksgiving too, by the way. I know last time I recorded, I think it actually launched the day before Thanksgiving and, uh, I ate a lot of food, so time to get uh, back into gear and back in the gym and back in shape. Have a great day, Hum Public.